Blog Talk Radio. Hi everyone, this is Camille from sunny California, and you're listening to the Coffee Chat with Camille show, which is a podcast series that interviews various guests about real-life topics for people who love to learn. Hi, this is Camille, your host. Today's topic is the future of work or culture with Ralph Bricker. Can I tell you just a little bit about him? He's known as the business excellence guy. The why. After 30 plus years, as he was a serial or is a, was a serial entrepreneur, dabbling in everything from education to finance to fitness, said, I've now made it my mission to share my knowledge and expertise with others. Seeing that light come on and connections being made in people's heads as to how they can weave my his experiences and advice into their businesses reinforce, reinforces that this is where he needs to be. And you can um, go to Rail's um, web, I think it's his website, yeah, railbricker.com forward slash free book. Okay, so I actually have, have him on hold. And I want to go ahead and get started with our interview. Yay. Hi, Rail. Good morning, Camille. Well, it's morning for me. Hi. I think it's uh, probably evening <laughs> for you. Yes, it's the evening. Um, just uh, I have a few questions, and so I want to go ahead and get started. What sure. is Yes. What is excellence, and why is it critical? Um, excellence is the best definition I've found and the one I use on a daily basis is that being excellent means showing up as the best version of yourself every day. Um, and that sounds simple. And, 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 and so for, for a number of years, I was working as, as the business excellence guy. And I've actually dropped the word ex- business now because for businesses to be excellent, it's actually more about the people being excellent. And and why is it why is it important? It's important that we we show up as the best version of ourselves, not as the best version of someone else. And that's probably one of the key leadership traits that makes great leaders because they acknowledge that everybody has to be themselves, that they can't be, you know, squeezed into a mold and a cookie cutter and everyone come out exactly the same. And you know, I often you know joke with, with live audiences and ask them who's hungover, particularly at a conference, you know, people have been out uh, drinking the night before and then they very sheepishly admit that they're hungover. And I said, well, that's fine. I I mean, I'm not condoning drinking too much or anything like that. But what what I'm saying is they've shown up. They've shown up as the best version of themselves in that state. And yes, you don't want drunk employees at work. But you want people to understand that they have to be the best version that they can be on any particular day. Okay, excellent. And are entrepreneurs born or made? Um, I, I, I honestly think entrepreneurs are, are born. Um, 
I see lots of people, wannabe entrepreneurs, let's call them, and um, they come to me for advice and consulting work as a mentor or a coach. I, I don't particularly like the word coach. I prefer being a mentor. And, mm-hmm. and I don't think they have it. I don't think they have that spark. And what is missing is they're overthinking things. Now, the book I wrote in 2018 that you, you mentioned, and it's in the show notes, that people can download a free copy of is called Dive In Lessons Learned Since Business School. And on the back of it, it says quite simply that business doesn't have to be complicated. Business can be simple. Take a breath, dive in, and adjust the course while you're moving. I think that's the trait of the entrepreneur, is that they, they run a spreadsheet maybe, they do a back-of-the-cigarette box calculation, and they go, yep, that's that looks like it's an opportunity let's take it whereas i get people coming to me and they've got 27 spreadsheets and i say to them well that's 26 too many because you're overthinking things just do it and adjust it while you're going along and i think that's why i you know i'm often asked to talk at, at university programs and school programs on entrepreneurship I honestly don't think you can teach entrepreneurship. I think you can teach business. You can inspire people to be entrepreneurial. Can you teach them to be entrepreneurs? No. I think that comes from the gut. That's after 30 plus years, you know, I've been married for six months and I turned around to my wife and I was in a, in a pretty good job and I said, you know, darling, I need to go out on my own and explore the world. And, and that wasn't about my relationship with her. Be, be my own boss. And she said, sure. And, you know, we talk about it often that, you know, 30 plus years later of marriage, we're still married. And she's lived with an entrepreneur for all that time with the ups and downs that come with that. Wow. And then um, from 6,000 feet down to, <laughs> to professional speaker, that, oh, oh, so sorry, is that right? Yeah, to professional speakers, yeah, so sorry. Yep. The journey. <laughs> okay. Like, what? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it, it is an interesting story. My, my background is engineering. Um, okay. So I did an, a, my first degree. I've got three degrees. My first degree was in electrical engineering. And okay. my parents grew up in a very uh, middle class, lower middle class, I guess, environment and the only way I could go to university was if I got a scholarship. So I got a scholarship from a mining house called Anglo-American. Um, and they paid for my university studies, but as part of that, I had to work for them for at least two years after graduation. And so my, I knew nothing about... Uh, the, the bizarreness is that I went into a career at 17 that I knew nothing about. So anyway, I became an engineer. I went to work on the mines. The mine I worked at... Um, was a deep level gold mine and in South Africa is pretty unique. That's where I grew up and, until 99. Um, mm-hmm. South Africa is pretty unique in the respect of its deep level gold mining. So the deepest mine that I've actually been down is 4.4 kilometers. But the mine that I worked at was about 6,000 foot down. And that was the majority wow. of the time I spent was around that level. The it was an interesting experience as a 21-year-old um, go-getter, engineer, entrepreneur who wanted to know, I wanted to know 
how my job fitted into the, the 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 greater organization so i was never really interested in just my own job so that was so, so my, my curiosity has always been there and i and i went from working for for 18 months on that mine to driving my bosses mad that i got a promotion at 18 months into the job which was unheard of to head office and i moved to head office back in johannesburg and did some project work and the end of that year which was two years of commitment I went off to business school to do an MBA. I knew at that point that I would never work as an engineer again. I knew that I was going to be in business in some form or fashion. And so that was where the journey began. I started my first business in 1990. Um, it, it, it was the year Nelson Mandela was released in, in, in jail. And there was a hunger in South Africa for education. And so I went from from being an engineer, working in that space to starting an education business that grew rapidly because of the need. And, and did we overthink it? No, we didn't. And that was my point earlier. We started it without actually even understanding the industry and went, what have we got to lose by trying this? And it grew. It was successful. We went to 4,000 students over six years. Um, we ended up reverse listing that on the Johannesburg Stock Exchange and then doing acquisitions for that company, which got me into venture capital. So that's the journey. I went from this engineer to this education business to uh, to uh, venture capital. I spent a number of years in venture capital in Aust in South Africa and then moved to Australia and did that for two years and listed a fund here on the exchange. But by that stage, I needed to be my own boss again. And so... Two years into migrating to Australia, I said to my wife, I'm going out on my own again. And she backed me again. And I went and um, I started a, a finance business, which I still own today, that's done $3.2 billion of mortgages over that period. Um, Ten years ago, 2013, I actually ended up with two cardiac stents while training for a marathon. And... That made me see the light, so to speak, and I said, my passion is being on stage. I've sold over a billion dollars of mortgages from stage. Let me pursue a career in professional speaking. And so starting about 10 years ago, but in, in truth, about seven years ago, I pursued the ideal of being a professional speaker. And today I'm one of the 1,500 in the world certified speaking professionals. I still own the finance mm. business, but I spend about four months a year traveling the world speaking. Okay, that's excellent. And then how has speaking changed your life and can change yours? So, um, I mean, not, you know, the, they say that the biggest stress most people have in their lives is having to stand up in front of people and speak. Um, yeah. It's never been a problem for me, thanks to my late father. My late father took me to Toastmasters, which was a great learning ground when I was 14, and I was South African Toastmasters champion at age 20. So has it changed my life? It gave me the opportunity to have the confidence to stand up in front of groups and speak and believe in myself. And I think that was what professionals, what, what public speaking did for me. How does professional speaking change my life? I've met the most amazing people around the world. I've been afforded the most amazing opportunities to speak through that. Through that I'm, uh, I've spoken in Kathmandu. I opened a conference in Nepal. 
I was the opening keynote speaker on culture. And then the next day I went to see the sunrise over Mount Everest and the nine other peaks of the Himalayas. Um, in three weeks' time, I'll be speaking in Chennai in India. Um, I'm spoken in, you know, in, in, in 10 or 12 countries at this stage, and I'm a relative newbie in the professional speaking space. So it, 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 it's an amazing opportunity. It is entrepreneurship on steroids because you're only as good <laughs> as the time you're on, you're on stage. Um, you know, COVID changed it for me. COVID took me from being on big stages to running small workshops, a lot of online stuff. And I started spending three to four months with people online and in my classroom that I built, as opposed to, you know, an hour on stage at a conference. And I found that incredibly rewarding because I spent time and I saw people growing. So it, it's been amazing to me to be able to share ideas with people, to share, you know, what I've learned over 30 odd years as an entrepreneur um, about business. And for me, that's part of, part of it at, at, at age 58, giving back to the world. That's beautiful. Okay, thank you so much, Raul, for Rail, excuse me, for uh, for being my guest today. And um, is there any kind of um, you know social media handle that you want to share with the audience? Yeah, so I mean, the easiest way to get, ever get hold of me is on LinkedIn. It's probably the medium that I spend the most time on, which is just okay. Rail Bricker on LinkedIn. Um, but I mentioned the book, Dive In, and I know in your show notes there is a link to it. That gives you a free yes. – I mean, I'd love people to go to, you know, Amazon or Booktopia and buy the book, but that's really – you know, for me it's about getting the story out more than anything else. And so um, I actually have a free PDF version of the book at that link that's on your show notes, railbreaker.com slash free book. Got it. All right. Thank you so very much for being on the show again. And I really appreciate you and also your expertise and your sharing. And I believe that my audiences and listeners or listeners will be um, pretty satisfied with what you shared today. So thank you very much and bye for now. Wants to reach out and ask any questions or get advice in their businesses, you know, please reach out through Pretty much, uh, you know, there's about 12 pages on Google where I can be contacted. Oh, okay. Great. Thank you so much again. Thank you very much. Cheers. Bye, Real. Thank you. Bye. Cheers. Okay. Everyone, that was wonderful, Real. He um, has a great speaking voice. And I loved how you shared about his um, marriage, too. He's been married a long time. It's really wonderful to hear that. And what I did want to do is share with you all the rest of his story because I didn't, um, I wanted to go right to the interview and then spend the last 15 minutes um, reading to you more about Rail and his story. So in 2013, he was given a rude awakening when after a season of triathlons, he had decided to run a marathon. All of this was part of a plan before turning 50. Each time he ran, said he said, I experienced neck pain and it was discovered that I had two blocked arteries. I was lucky one as I managed to dodge a bullet and ended up with two stents. He just mentioned that when he was um, interviewing. Today, 
I am probably back to close to my fitness and strength from 2013, but much more self-aware of listening to my body. This experience helped me to find my purpose in life. I found my purpose in sharing the experiences of journeying and achieving excellence with business owners and entrepreneurs around the world. After 30 plus years as a serial entrepreneur in everything from education to finance to fitness, I've now made it my mission to share my knowledge and expertise with others. Seeing that light come on and the connections being made in people's heads as to how they can weave my experiences and advice into their businesses reinforces that this is where I need to be. From being 6,000 feet under in a mine, I'm really just um, uh, explain that, right? 6,000 feet up in my mind, I'm going, whoa, <laughs> that's pretty far under there. Uh, to starting an education business, that grew to have 4,000 plus students, congrats to him, to spending years working in venture capital. I have had, I, I have has seen it all. Oh, I've seen it all. Okay. I have listed companies on multiple international stock exchanges, and my financial services group has settled more than $3 billion in loans over 20 years. That's so wonderful. I have a diverse work history combined with unique global research interviews with companies in more than 25 countries. Taking this knowledge and experience makes me perfect to work with leaders and managers on growing and achieving excellence as I have experienced the roller coaster myself and know how to navigate the twists, turns, and loops. If you need to have academic qualifications, if you need me to have academic qualifications, I hold, as he explained to us, two masters in MBA and an MSc in engineering, and am currently a fellow of the MFAA, which stands for Market and Finance Association of Australia. He's a certified speaking professional, as he mentioned, professional speakers in Australia. Oh, it's called CSP. Okay, so Certified Speaking Professional, and then Professional Speakers Australia, and he's a member of AICD, which is Australian Institute of Company Directors. He said, my most important qualifications is from the School of Hard Knocks, and my most important skill is being able to listen to your needs and design a solution to help you. He says, my book, Dive In, Lessons Learned Since Business School. This book, published in May 2018, was intended to be a guide for people to take my experiences and be able to put the lessons into practice. As the blurb says, business does not have to be complicated. Business can be simple. Take a breath, dive in and adjust the course while you are moving. This book looks at 30 plus years of work and business on two continents, through startups to listed companies. 
It is a collection of business principles that underline the idea of sometimes just taking a leap of faith and diving in is all you need to succeed. Okay? So, um, Rill has a lot to share. And uh, life experience with work experience and personal, but his work experience is outstanding in education as well. And so he is a force, right? And he has sent over, he has sent over to me his um, uh, email, I mean, excuse me, his website, I apologize. And so again, it is railbricker.com forward slash free book. Okay, I'm definitely going to read it. Rail at railbricker.com or railbricker.com. Okay? So I want to again thank you, Rail, for being on my show. You're really amazing, outstanding, and you have a great accent too. And um, I hope that you all learned a lot from Rail being here. I definitely have. And um, bye for now. Thank you again for listening out there. Bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 